Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, it's anything but. All right. Holy crap, it's been a while since we've done a fireside. Yes, it has. I think we should start the year off with that, especially after essentially everything caught fire for the first month, apparently. Fuck. Yeah, the first three weeks of this year have already been a giant clusterfuck. While it's been a rarity in the last couple of months, we have a guest. I know. So, our residential crackhead, tell us who you are. Hi, I am the resident crackhead. Uh... <laughs> Hi, I'm, my name's Kyle. I am a local DJ in the Midwest convention scene under the name Rice Mage. I don't know if you've... If you have gone to a rave somehow in the Midwest somewhere, you might have heard of me. Maybe not. That's okay. But hi, yes. <laughs> Good yes. man. Yeah, we decided to recruit Kyle for the specific episode. I saw it. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he did the rave at Ramen Con when we did a review of it, and he's been doing more rave since then, so we figured we'd just have him on. What's up? Plus, he's the only person on this channel that can actually get me shit housed <laughs> with about two gallons. Yeah, Kyle has an affinity for alcohol. Is, is, yeah, is, is I'm uh, the best way to phrase it. <laughs> your your local DJ and resident alcoholic. So, yeah, if you also if you've been to a convention somewhere in the United States, you may have heard of Thanos Juice. I'll talk about that later. Oh God, fuck that shit! It burned. Oh yeah, no, it's good time. Oh, it's not bad. It's more. I've drank raw kerosene in my lifetime, and it's better than that. So the scale is there. Uh, once again, you're That's setting still a the pretty bar, low though. bar. <laughs> Look, I didn't say what was in between Thanos juice and kerosene. True, you so got me there. there, there's a lot in between, which is saying unleaded shit. gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got cl- okay. There's a story to that. I got close to drinking that for about a grand. Jesus Christ. I didn't do it. That also explains why I have so many health issues now. No, think yeah, about it out loud. Same. But, yeah. Yeah, I oh, can well. see that it. That being said. I can see yeah. it. That being said, though. As always, to get the icebreakers going down. Kyle, what's your favorite anime? Uh, my Hero Academia. Off the top of my head. Easier one. Hardest icebreaker. Safe words. Ooh, uh, Honey Mustard. All right, shit. Going the actually... food route. Respect, respect. Yeah, everybody Gang. knows the food route. Well, when it comes I'm looking to safe at a words. thing of honey mustard right now from a KFC box, so I guess you know. Why? <laughs> you know what? I don't I, have. Okay, listen, listen. I I had I had a, a craving for KFC, so I got some chicken tenders, and there we are, honey mustard. Sometimes you just you get those that. weird cravings. I had it last week for a Mexican food chain that's not the best, but but. Yep, Taco Hell. I, I got the craving for their nachos, and so I went. Got oh nachos. boy! Yeah. Here's what I was gonna ask: Have you been watching that Lifetime special with? Oh her? my God! Okay, listen, I have been. Oh, I, I, I didn't watch it per se, but I followed it, and what? Let, let, let me just ask: KFC, why? Who's who's running? I know you. They the, made a dating sim. Why are you questioning this? Then they made. Their lifetime special. Then they're releasing the KFC console. I mean, brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but like, who is on their dev team? Like, their marketing team is on point. Who's on the marketing team? Yeah, honestly, like, they're the same people that do the Arby's. That team is also really on on point. Like, goddamn, it's Arby's, Wendy's, and KFC. Like the top three. 
Easy. The big three of the fast food marketing business. Oh my god. Yeah, actually, Wendy's right. Yeah, Wendy's yeah, right Wendy's now. Wendy's will fucking stab Japan, you though. Like they have all the Sailor Moon promos. Like they have like Sailor Moon like themed Wendy's right now. What the fuck? I've seen it on Twitter, but but due to the new movie coming out, but yeah. Okay, that's fair. New movie. I'm I'm gonna be real. Look, Smug Wendy's versus Smug Wendy's. Fucking the Colonel. Smug Wendy's. I think Smug Who would Wendy's win? would win. Yes, yeah, she got yeah. knives. But remember, Colonel Colonel pretty much killed a bunch of people. Don't fair. forget that shit. True. But I still I gotta give it to Wendy's though, cause uh, I don't know, man. That 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 artwork. That's uh, it, it does things to me. Yeah. Man. The buns are the, fresh. The buns are fresh. I will say so. The buns that are worked, in fact but... fresh. Yeah. All right. Before yeah, we start, I'm ready, Wendy's. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't that Domino's? Oh, uh, Domino's is hot. Anyway, anyway. Are <laughs> no, are I you simping for Domino's? <laughs> Are you simping for cardboard no, and grease? What the fuck is I, wrong? I was just with making you? a fast food pun, but I, I, cause I, I, I actually God. hate Dominoes. You made me sad. I'd rather have pizza over Dominoes, to be honest with you. That's I'd rather just make my own goddamn pizza, but that aside. All right, so before we start simping for fast food and food that I miss, let's talk about reviews. What has everyone been watching? Hololive <laughs> and, yeah, and that, uh, yeah. maybe catching up on Mandalorian, honestly, like... That's about it. Look, shout out to the Anners for fucking making it. She's pretty cool. Look, everyone must love and respect our pink hair crackhead. That and a weird holy shark. Let me tell to you a thing about Gargura. Oh my god. Like, I I was around for her debut, and let me tell you, instantly I knew, like, I I knew she was, she was, she's gonna go far, man. Like, have you seen the people simping for, oh my god. Oh yeah, insane. they had like cosplays yeah, of her out within like a week fierce. or two of her debut stream. It's it like crazy. Nuts. Yeah, no, she's super popular. Yeah, look, the Twitch, the Twitch community of cosplayers have gotten faster than the Tumblr community of cosplayers, but they're still not as fast as Chuck Tingle. Yeah, just saying. You're not wrong. Yeah, like that. This motherfucker pulled a book out of his ass within Jeez. 20 minutes. Let that be known. When everything was going down earlier in January, he had three Jeez. books ready to go. And that no, shit man can the fuck read out the future. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's 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 it. That's, that's got to be the only logical explanation. Man can see the future. Either the man is yeah, from probably. the future or the man can the see the future. guys are leaking too much. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chuck Tingle's leaking too damn much. He's leaking too much in just homoerotic romance. And all of his titles somehow have pounded in oh, the butt. Of in the title somewhere never fails but i digress before we get further down the rabbit hole in that let's jump into the show so everybody what are we talking about today raves and raves experiences and things that happen around raves yes today's fireside is about raves one of the few things we very seldom talk about on this channel we review raves we talk about raves on occasion but since, you know, we haven't had a chance to go to a rave in an entire fucking year. Yeah, that's basically where we're at. Every time we've talked about raves thus far on the show has been part of a review. We haven't really talked about raves outside of that. Except for maybe, like, the general tips and tricks episode. But other than that, it's mainly just been reviews. So we're going to try and talk about our experiences. We're going to try and give you guys the good, the bad. Hopefully you'll learn something. And maybe you can do your own dope-ass rave in the future. So... Let's see, what's top of the list? 
Kyle, what makes a good rave? Oh boy, let's see. There's quite a lot that goes into a good rave, I'd like to say. For one, you gotta have good music. Like, something that appeals to the crowd, that really gets the crowd moving, something that gets them excited, want to keep you dancing for, like, hours and hours on end, because if you've ever been to, like, any convention rave, it usually lasts about, you know, five, maybe six hours. It starts, like, 9, 10 p.m., and goes until, like, the wee hours of the morning, and, you know, they have DJs upon DJs upon DJs lined up. You got, you know, you got music pumping through, you know, like, several giant speakers. You got, like, lights and stuff. You got go-go dancers on stage, you know, like a, like a whole show, a whole show that goes that goes on. But like, for one, I'd like to say what makes a good rave is definitely the uh, the choice of music that goes into a rave. You know what I mean? Like, let's say Teddy Lloyd. Teddy Lloyd's been a he's been a pretty staple big, for a while. You know, yeah, yeah, he's been a staple for for convention raves for quite a while. He's since you know, like twenty twelve with Penny in stocking, basically. When he yeah, yeah, scene, basically, yeah. yeah. He's been oh, yeah. he's been invited, you know, to to raves back and forth. I ran into him uh, at AX. He's a pretty nice guy, actually. He's pretty he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, like um, and his music, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. He did the work on um the like like you said the Panny and Stocking soundtrack. He did the work on that, absolutely great. And his uh, his independent work, amazing. Like that's that's a good example of like the kind of music that you'd expect to find at like a like a jam pack. Not I wouldn't say jam pack because the the rooms are generally very spacious, but those uh those kinds of artists are like what what you'd normally tr- like find at at a good rave. Yeah. Like good music, well, good I'd atmosphere. Well, I'd say at a large like rave, right? Because cuz you'd have smaller raves that are still good. Um, yes, yes, be- absolutely. Because what what I would argue is like a rave is probably anywhere between like three to eight hours depending on the con you go to because there's yes. some that go from like nine to midnight and there's some that go to like nine to like five in the morning <laughs> obviously yes two absolutely. very big different time frames right uh, the, the other thing i think that makes a big difference in the rave scene is actually reading the room and reading the crowd i think absolutely absolutely thank you for that a lot yes absolutely thank you for that like there's there are some djs that i'd like to say are you know, very, very good at doing that. They're very good at reading a room, or at least very good at, like, playing playing music that caters to the crowd. They know they know who they're playing for, they know what to play for them, you know, it, it, they, they really know how to appeal to that, uh, that demographic. You know, it's not like going to, you know, it's not like going to a club downtown and just playing, you know, the top 40 hits. No, it's different. Like, you, if you go to an anime rave... You expect to hear like you know anime theme songs, like remixes of anime theme songs, uh, maybe a few like popular songs thrown in. I know a big one for me is uh, meme music, like <laughs> stuff you would stuff you would hear in a, in yeah. a in a meme or like in a movie or something like that. Yeah, or, so, yeah. Stuff I can think of is like when Gangnam Style was big, that was everywhere. You have right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have yeah, like Darude yeah. Sandstorm. You have like Yan Cat. And- Couple, just yeah, a couple like different stuff examples, like that. But yeah, or fucking. Oh my god, do you guys? Oh, yeah, I, pl- yeah. I, I dropped that at uh, RobinCon um, 2019. That was a good time. That was funny as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. It's stuff like yeah, that, that combining. That was amazing. And it's the one thing I always try to at least look for is hype. If somebody can double up the job as being a hype man and a DJ, then you pretty much have shit set in stone. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a that's a big thing is to you know keep the crowd going like you guys like you guys said. Good example. 
I want to say Yomacon 2018. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cloud. But it was DJ Yoda going up on stage and hyping up on other people's sets. Yeah, it was either 2018 or 2019. I can't remember the exact year, but it was one of those two. I want to say it was 2019 because that's when we had uh, the guys who did the Sham Mario Sham Fluth theme. So I want to say it's 2019, actually. I want to say it was 2019. It's been a while. But that was one of the shows that I would say is quintessential when it comes to understanding something that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but DJ Synergy. Yeah, that's very important. Not the actual DJ Synergy, but the Synergy writing say, yeah, Transitioning between songs and between DJs is also important. Because if you transition poorly, I have seen raves get shut down very hard and very fast because the transitions are so rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've oh, been yeah. there. Seen it. Oh, that sounds like a story. Oh, no. It, it's just a... Well, I, I, have, I, have, I know DJs and names because I know a couple of DJs, but I don't want to name names, so I will save face on that. You can tell the story, <laughs> but you don't have to say the names. Basically, there's a local dj from the midwest who went out to anime expo and he was playing there and the transitions were so bad that the rave got shut down and his name is now a euphemism for not what to do Ooh, ouch but but that, that, that's the short version of it without naming it Ooh, i'm not even gonna ask but yeah the whole uh going going to transitions thing i that's that's definitely a huge deal with uh with like raves or like any kind of uh any kind of uh music event like you want to have you know some kind of some kind of i guess for lack of a better word harmony going on with you know with the performers it's a good it's always a good thing to you know to who you're working with what they play you know stuff like that uh and kind of you know work your stuff to transition into the next performer or at least have you know a like a great hype man in between you know to keep the crowd going especially if 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 your performers have like you know separate genres they they spin like some uh one of them might spin like electro or house or you know progressive house and it's like uh, 128 130 bpm then your next dj goes into happy hardcore which is like 170 180 that's like a like um a huge like jump and it's hard to transition yeah it's a huge jump it's hard it's a hard transition so you know it's good to keep the hype going, you know, like with a hype man or something like that, or, or at least you know some music trailing out or whatever. But yeah, like like you guys said, you know, it's it's a huge thing to you know read the room, keep the hype going. That's that's how you keep a rave alive. Yeah. Pardon me for the analogy, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Would you say that working with multiple DJs and trying to make sure that you're balancing all of this together, it's like playing BPM double dutch? Basically, yes. Yeah, especially if you're if you're transitioning between genres. I mean, some of them are easy. Like if you have somebody who plays, you know, house like progressive house, and somebody plays that like after you as well. You know, the you know it's quite similar. Like if if you're if you're playing at say 128, 130 BPM, the next one's like only a few BPM faster or slower than yours. That's pretty easy. You can just you know. You could just like loop a last bit of your last song, or you can, like I said, like have the hype man in between, or like kind of fade into the next one in within a few seconds, you know, stuff like that. But when it comes to somebody with a widely 
you know varying genre from yours say for example you're again you're playing like maybe dubstep or not dubstep um like techno house then somebody goes into happy hardcore or gabber or speedcore which that's kind of a stretch but like you're talking about uh double digits gap of bpm and you know you want to you want to ease ease them into it by kind of speeding up your stuff or you, you, you know like they start out slow build, right? yeah for. yeah 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 so that you could either you know build your stuff into theirs, or they build their stuff from yours, or like you cut in the middle, have a hype person, and then go into the next one. So, all right, we talked about what makes a good rave, and in essence, we talked kind of about what makes a great rave. So let's talk about the inverse. What makes a bad rave? Ooh. Well, I, I oh think boy. we partially covered that when I said bad transitions can kill it really quickly well that's yeah, one that, part that, that's yeah. only one well, i feel part. like there's more uh, to yeah it. there is bad transitions and and not reading the room or or reading the room wrong and going the opposite direction can definitely hurt the rave and make people want to leave generally long lines can sometimes be a deterrent depending on yeah that's a big one it can but it can also be a height and in, uh, in its own right, depending on how the line itself well, I goes. Think it's I think that's so partially that depending on yeah, how the line is handled, to be fair. That's true. Because I've seen some yeah. bad lines. Kyle, what do you think? What makes a bad brave? It's a, I, w- I would like to say it's a combination of, like, a, uh, it's a combination of a lot of those. Like, we'll, we'll start outside. We'll, we'll, we'll say from the line, you know, like, if you're, if you're waiting in line, there's kind of a long line, and then you see, you know you see inside that there's only like kind of a few people in there then that's kind of an indication it's you know it might suck or you know if you're hearing if you're hearing the music playing from outside the hall and you're like oh this is not you know not exactly the kind of stuff i might be into you know that's that ties into you know like reading the room or there's also you know the atmosphere inside the rave you know if it's you know if it's if it's really stuffy if it's you know, full of kind of full of creeps or stuff like that. Like the the audience also ties into that uh, that whole experience. If you have a bunch of people who, there who are you know like creepy or you know they don't you know they're they're not they're not like into it. You know, it, it kills the mood. It kills the vibe. You know, same with the DJs. You know, if you don't if you don't read the room, if you don't give the people you know the stuff they like, it tends to you know it tends to thin out the crowd like really fast. Like. I know from experience, there was one time I went to a rave, and I was expecting, you know, some dancey tracks, but I'm like, well, we'll, we'll say, like, we'll say maybe Panty and Stocking. Let's say, we'll say maybe, like, the the dance tracks from Panty and Stocking. I'm expecting that. I'm going in there expecting, you know, some, some anime stuff. And then I come in, and then I hear the, 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 the DJ playing, it's all, like, really overcomplicated dubstep, and, you know, like, all the... All, technical stuff and it's like oh i can't i can't dance to this and you know you just want to like get out and go drink somewhere else or whatever so yeah that's uh it's it's a whole uh mishmash of stuff that ranges from it it starts it starts at the door all the way to the stage like it's a whole glob of things that go into like the atmosphere of of a rave yeah it's a bunch of ingredients to make one like giant dish basically i can understand that well, I actually want to kind of take this in a different direction, if that's okay real quick. Yeah, go for it. Because you have actually played for certain conventions, Kyle, I kind of wanted to go over the process kind of from like A to Z with you, sure. if you don't mind. 
So sure. I'm assuming that like to get hired as a DJ for a rave, did you have to like give a set list or performance, or how how did that process go? Like of them choosing you. Okay. Okay. So um, generally the um, the process of selecting a DJ for an event, you know, you gotta give you gotta give them like what you have, like what you play. So you gotta make like not a whole set, but at least like um, like a snippet of what what you play, like how you play it, which ranges from like fifteen minutes to maybe like thirty. So it's it's kind of like a, a set in and of itself. So you spin a few songs, you send it in as a demo tape, and they say, oh, uh, yeah, well, we we like your style, you know, we'll hire you, and then just let us know what kind of equipment you're using, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In the event you are hired for for a show, usually they uh, they say, oh, this is what you're working with. You have this kind of equipment. You have this amount of time that you're playing. This is the time that you're going to be playing at. You know, they put you either as like a, a starter, like an opener, or somewhere in the middle, or somewhere in the end. So, so it's kind of like a contract to an extent. Yeah, right? it's kind of like a contract thing. They, they they give you like like a list of expectations. Like, oh, we expect you to do, we expect you to play this, this, and this. They don't they don't tell you what to play per se. That they leave that up to you. But they ask for like a certain style, maybe. Not necessarily. Um, okay. Like when when you send in that set list, that's I, that's kind of in my in my experience so far. It's that's like the uh, representative of what you play. Say you uh, say you send in a set list with you know like house music and it's like 130 BPM. You know some dancey stuff. They kind of expect you to play that, and you know so they put you in this mm-hmm. slot For that. depending on yeah, mm-hmm. and then other you know. Or if you if you play happy hardcore, which is like 170 plus BPM, 180 yeah. BPM, mm-hmm. yeah. they they'll tend to put you elsewhere in the set. So yeah. So they try and at least organize the different genres to, so that they don't clash. Right, right. Usually, uh, the people who are running the hiring process for the rave are you know usually DJs themselves. So they're the ones in charge of like organizing the flow of the rave per se do you know who you're working with in advance or do you not find out closer to the show you do you um in most cases you do find out who you're working with in advance they'll tell you oh you're playing with dj so-and-so oh, and um they're gonna go before or after you and this is the lineup etc etc so you have some kind of an idea what what to expect when you're going in what style they play like especially if you've heard them before you're like oh this I know this DJ, they play X, Y, and Z genre. I can play this at the end, or I can play this after them, etc. Like, it gives you an idea of how to work with the other uh, DJs that you are hired with. And you know this like a month in advance, two months in advance, or...? Yeah, usually. they. In my experience, convention DJ hiring process, they, they tell you... They, they tell you a good time in advance to give you some uh, idea of what you're working with, so you can work who you're playing with. They, they give you prep time so you can... They give, yeah, they give you prep time. So you're you're not, like, scrambling at the last minute to alter your set and, you know, cater to you know, cater to, to everybody. Speaking of prep time, on the other side, I was going to ask, what should our listeners expect at a rave? Ooh, okay. Usually, in, <laughs> in my experience, usually, it's a hodgepodge, really. You... There's going to be a lot of dancey music for sure, because a lot of 
convention DJs, they, they, they know they're playing for an anime convention. People want to dance. People want to move. And because it's an anime convention, you'll expect to hear maybe definitely like, like anime themes, you know, meme music. I know I like to put meme music in my sets, you know, stuff that you find on YouTube, like remixes of tracks that you hear in movies. I know for a fact that, oh, here's an example. Uh, during one of the conventions I DJed back in 20, I'd like to say 2016, I dropped a remix of the opening theme of SpongeBob and people lost their collective shit. You know, it's a good time. You know, <laughs> That's 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 the kind of stuff that you wanna that that you expect to find at a rave, you know, like it, some I'd say some happy shit, like yeah, some shit that'll go lucky. It's not really dark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, it's, you're, very you're not, so, you're, it's very seldom yeah, to have some bad emotions. You're not at a walking rave. into a goth nightclub. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, some Yo, DJs the, they have a little bit of that thrown in. It's a like, goth maybe, nightclub with a vampire. Exactly. <laughs> with a, giant, with a look, giant vampire look, woman from oh. Resident Evil. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, hold up. I would go I to would that club pay, every night. I would pay good money to go to that club and be crushed under the heel of giant vampire lady. No, while, while she's, she's spinning. Spin- mm, while she's spinning. Mm, good money. Oh, no. Club Neo needs to come back, and this needs to be a main oh, event. Absolutely. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, like, that does bring up a very good point. Mm. An anime an anime rave versus an industrial nightclub versus, let's say, an old-school rave in an old barnyard or some shit mm. like that, mm. there's completely different vibes. Right, and right. Each one of those has their own style. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I'd even say the same thing applies to anime conventions to a certain extent, because, like... You have your bigger raves with the bigger conventions. You have your smaller conventions with the smaller raves. And then I see, like, independently run raves at some conventions where they're, like, outside. And then you have, like, your room party type things. And those all had different vibes with different things going on with them. In a weird way, the music kind of does set the mood, the music location, and the purpose. I used to go to raves back in the day where we would be in the middle of a goddamn cornfield almost. <laughs> and going ham can't even get in the half of the weird shit that happened in those cornfields but it was fun as hell well until the cops came and tear gas but it was mostly fun that sounds like the usual versus an anime con where i expect to walk in and hear fucking inferno drop for no damn reason and then somehow being mixed into Caillou for no reason whatsoever. And then there's furry cons where I find out somehow Circle of Life is just cranked up to 11. But I've each been there. con, been there. each event. <laughs> yeah, shit gets weird. Oh yeah, for sure. At like 5 in the morning. But you expect each one of these things to have their own different vibe. And anime cons are no Oh different. yeah, absolutely. Before we jump into happy-go-luckies again. Since we did bring up dark topics, you know it's got to be brought up. You know that what the elephant in the room Ooh. has to be brought up. The the drug issue at every rave. It doesn't matter if it's a con that has the SWAT team or the Gestapo watching the entire thing. Doesn't matter if it's in a corn, it, especially if it's in a cornfield. Someone's getting dropped mm-hmm. with acid. Somebody's gonna get drugs through that door. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every single anime rave that I'm aware of, there have always been drugs to some degree or extent. Now I can't tell you much about them because I've never done them. But but yeah no it's a it's kind of a mess I'd I'd like to say I mean for the most part like from my experiences 
uh, like the drugs and stuff like that, that's been, especially with like a convention in a hotel and stuff like that, they, they tend to do their substances like at the hotel room or outside of the rave and then go in and then like, you know, not hydrate properly and then start convulsing and dying. Yeah. yeah. That has been a common, that was a common occurrence for about what, 10 it's years ago in the Midwest? sometimes yeah we have we have our usual party wagon roulette to see how many times it stops it's by a horrible game but yeah see who who wins the match yeah there's yeah. so I, I know some people who have a betting pool with how many uh ambulances come in during the during the whole weekend and yeah why you gotta put me on bars <laughs> like that why you gotta talk about Kyle yeah, yeah, betting pool? bring that up that's supposed to be on the download <laughs> kyle jeez <laughs> Seriously, we had a five thousand dollar pot this year. Why the fuck you gotta fuck this up? Shit. Uh, but but yeah, no that that game is real. It's not just us that play it. It's oh, yeah, a horrible yeah. game. I'm, don't get me wrong, but it's also people being just incapable of understanding that you have if you're gonna take these hardcore drugs, know the precautions, yeah, know the risk, yeah. and know how to actually handle yourself yeah. while doing. I mean, like. And... Alcohol in itself, like, there's people who get super, super, super trashed because, you know, they're they're like, oh, we're at a party, nothing can go wrong, and then they just start drinking an entire, like, handle and a half and, you know, puke it up at the rave. Nah, that's... Yeah, no one right? likes that when that's... Yeah, no, nobody starts barfing all over the floor that's... and you're like, wow. Yeah. Right. Also, it's totally immature to completely drink an entire ladle yeah, by yourself. Yeah, like, share that shit, man. Right. Well, you ain't here, yeah, so you don't need any. But, <clears throat> as I drank an entire ladle by myself. No, that's the shit that we try and tell everybody. Like, if you're gonna do shit, know the risk, know how to Absolutely. handle yourself. Do- if you're gonna drop, like, a fucking lid of acid, please have someone near you to watch your ass with a gallon of yeah, water. Yeah, like, do it in moderation or have a buddy. Like, or both. Absolutely yeah. both. Do it in moderation with a buddy. Like, have somebody looking out for you. If you're gonna drink, if you're gonna do drugs, if you're gonna do... Like, any kind of substance, uh, especially at, like, parties and stuff, you want to have somebody looking out for you. You want to have somebody, like, watching your back. Because, let me tell you, like, doing that stuff alone, it's kind of scary. Like, it's scary, you're in an unfamiliar territory, you're out of your mind, and, you know, a lot of things can happen in between. Yeah, some people might even take advantage of you, too. Exactly, like that, yeah. Like, you want to keep an eye out for that stuff. Oh, yeah. Also, that's one of the biggest tips I want if... Nobody takes anything away from this group of alcoholics talking about how not, how to not do drugs. Do not take random shit from other people that you Absolutely. don't know. Do Absolutely. not. Like, if someone gives you, like, a lollipop, that's going to have something in it. Or, like, gum or some type of stuff, something like that. There's yeah. something in, in, in the thing that they hand you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a story that still confuses me to this day. I was in the middle of a rave. I think I was in high school, actually. Somebody handed me a bottle of water. I cracked it. I swirled everything. I heard the crack from the bottle, and I thought it was fresh. I didn't notice the burn marks on it. I chugged that thing, and I swore on everything. I saw every fucking anime character I've ever hated try to kill me at once. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And that's a long list. That was like Metal Gear Solid 3 trying to walk through the sorrow shit. That was weird. Oh, yeah, that's a time. Yeah. People are assholes. But if you can kind of tell the signs of an asshole, 
you'll know the difference. But cocaine is a hell of a drug. That aside, let's talk about something that's a little bit more. Yeah, let's. Uh, before we get to this I was deep about shit. To say, man, it's, uh, oh. Uh, oh, it's not. That I mean, bad. I, I knew it was gonna get dark because I, I, when I suggested the topic, I was like, it's gonna get dark, and then it got. Yo, dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that has like the weirdest emotional numbness yeah, to maybe, that topic, though? Um, it doesn't bother me too much because, like, I'm. That might be because I'm removed it because I've never done drugs, but it's like I'd rather have people like be safe about them if they're going to use them than like go oh yeah absolutely hurt themselves. Is, is like my view. yeah like yeah I understand that it oh. happens and like I can't prevent it because like that person made that choice. I can't like like physically stop them, but like I want the best for those people. I want the best yeah. for everybody. Also, maybe it's because I've gone to Gathering of the Juggalo. I've gone to Burning Yeesh. Man. And I've seen festival lifestyle up close oh, and personal. There. And yeah. Also, if you ever go to Gathering of the Juggalo, holy shit, that is that is an event. Holy fuck. Uh, I'll, but, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Oh yeah. It's fun as hell. That aside. It's, again, there's a different lifestyle when it comes to festivals that makes you understand and register stuff that you usually don't want to and you usually try and shy mm-hmm. away from. But it's worth actually having that experience. Yeah. Especially if you're going to Conrave. Speaking of parties, let's talk about this, my favorite part of this episode. Party cons. Woohoo! Oh boy. So, so everybody, what is a Colossal party con? con? Oh, Close enough. Uh, die show. Die <laughs> yeah, show, die for show sure. Too, yeah. I mean, they both take place at a Kalahari mm. resort, so oh, yeah. it's the same thing. But basically, it's, it's, it's more of a party than it is a convention. Yeah, I would feel like the closer you are to water, the more party it becomes. So, let's say a cruise oh, God, ship easy. convention. Good, because we're doing nice. it next yeah, year. That, that's on our docket yep. for next year. Nice, Boy, very nice. Duke Nukem kind of us. That's a different story. Duke Nukem held a gun to our heads and told us if we didn't go, he would hit us. Yeah. So, we did. Worked out. Yeah, basically. I was trying to phrase it nicer, but 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 you you you're leaving no you're, you're things nice. again. Like, Damn it, Jax! I I tried. I tried. Look, look. He has scopes, but he can't get me in his bulletproof room. I'm more worried about the K-pop stand of their scopes. I'm not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, fuck that. No, they they ain't got scopes. They got teams. I ain't dealing with that. You and your own motherfucker. Then Voltron stands, but they're quiet. But that aside, I would say one of the party cons that died before it lived was anime reactor yeah that's the oldest party con record i would argue that i'm aware of i've seen and dealt with anime reactor in my lifetime and anime reactor was just a lawless wasteland. oh yeah basically it was the lawless wasteland of conventions anime reactor somehow made that shit mad max that's how fucked up it was not worth it though holy shit but since we describe what is a party con in the weirdest way, what do you think makes a the best party con? Ooh, ooh. Are we talking? Okay, you know what? You can tell it's a good party con by the amount of people hauling <laughs> hauling liquor <laughs> into their into their convention rooms. The day before the con. The day before the like con. You can tell it's a party con by how many people are dragging 
alcohol to their room. You can tell man. when you go to like your friend's room and instead of like having like their stuff put up, you just see bottles of alcohol like lining like the fireplace, the counter. Their oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, the more solo cups you see laying around. Because I have friends yeah. who are like, oh, here's my favorite brand of whiskey, here's my favorite brand of scotch and vodka. I'm like, okay, all right. When you see the entire Sailor Scouts lined up outside of the hotel, sloth squatting, smoking a cigarette with a bottle of vodka, you've gone to the oh, right yeah. place. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's basically the party con. Like, it's probably like the yep. late night part of the party con because the Sailor Scouts want to like do their photo shoot first. But yeah, no. That's, oh that's no, that's three p.m. That's straight up three p.m. Oh yeah. Oh. Depends. There's some people who like like to try and pump out like. Nine cosplays in one weekend, which I still don't get. I've seen it, man. It's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, people can okay. do it, but I, I'm more like I I try to max it out like at four or five. Yeah, like my max is four or five too. Like I can't I can't do yeah. more than that. It, it no, I I think I got at least five. Yeah, and I got two of them stolen. Yeah. Oh man, that was a fucked up year. But yeah, no. So if you see some wild shit happening. Before the con even starts. Oh, yeah. That usually sells you that it's going to be a part oh, of yeah, it. It doesn't matter if it's anime. It doesn't matter if it's furry. It doesn't even matter if it's Lolita cons. You'll fucking Yeah, know. it's it's a, it's yeah, a good sign. It's usually a good indicator. Yeah. yeah. So since we've covered party cons, since we've covered, since we've covered basic raves proper, let's talk about independent raves and room raves. So an independent rave is another rave at the same anime convention but it is ran by a group of people that form online and they set the event online like on Facebook like that and they announce the date and time and it's at a different location than from where the original rave is that's being hosted by the convention. Usually it's outside and then usually the next day the area is unfortunately a mess and it needs to be cleaned up and which I've seen from photos from many different conventions but that's generally how it plays out. Or a independent but it's usually the same type of music from what i can tell it's almost anarchic in a way because it's kind of rebelling against the idea of a con should only have one right going yeah. at one time having been to both i mean i don't i can't really say that i've i have a preference for one over the other but i will say though that having that like independent mini rave uh outside of the rave proper especially if the rave proper has like a lot of people lining up, you know, it's, it's max capacity, it's hard to get in, and stuff like that. The independent raves can, you know, can be a bit of a, a, a bit of a welcome sight, you know, like, because the independent ones, you know, there's no line to get in, they're just right there, you know, like, you, you, can, you can dip in or out anytime, there's no, like, there's no security, you can just hang out, have fun. But the the flip side to that is like like you said the next day there's like a lot of trash you know it's the the area is a mess sometimes they don't clean up after themselves because there's no security there's a lot of things that you know there's 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 some things that can can go wrong like yeah like there's yeah a lot there's of things a lot that can go wrong that can't be stopped because there's not security yeah there. because there's yeah. no security yeah but I'd say yeah no. Not not really any huge preference for one over the other. I'd I'd like to say. Uh, I can think of one positive that you can have. Uh, is that you can actually have a bag at an independent rave at most. Yeah, that that too. Anime conventions they don't allow bags. You have to either leave it in your room or they may have a bag holding area. That's a big maybe. Oh yeah, no, no, don't trust that bag holding area at an outside rave. 
you will get yeah. robbed and then uh, some. At I most, can... maybe you can bring, like, uh, yeah. At most, maybe you can bring like a fanny pack. That's it. But yeah. like a bag, bag, no. Yeah. So I'd recommend leaving stuff in your room or yeah. playing on leaving stuff in your room unless you want, uh, for some reason, run things back to your room. Like once you get to the front of the line, which no one wants to do. That's never any fun. Mm-hmm. True that. So okay, yeah. Actually, it does raise up a good question. What would you say is usually allowed at a, at just a rave proper at a con? Because we already covered backpacks are a no go. Fanny packs usually fanny those packs, are those are allowed. But... Like small purses, like like really small ones, like you can you know keep on your person, you know like strapped to your belt or whatever. Only just a slightly bigger mass than the, than the the pocket in your pants. But like they basically, they have it. water on yeah. the inside of a rave. Like yeah. they all have like a water dispenser, so you can get water. Uh, yeah. Some places will sell like the rave masks and like the glow sticks, and those are always allowed in. Like that type of stuff is allowed in. Oh yeah, you uh, can bring your own like glow sticks, your own lights, uh, but not like like staffs or anything like that. Nothing, nothing big. Yeah, I mean, I- I've seen people bring in helmets, but that's like the biggest thing I've seen people bring in because like yeah. I know my friend had like a Deadmau Five helmet, and I was. I had it on a couple times, and like things got a little bit crazy. But that's a different story for later. But see, that's something that I've always been bugged about, because there's plenty of different types of rave gear. I've seen rave nunchucks, I've seen rave bow staffs, and it always bugs me. Like you can buy this twenty dollar cheapo dollar store lightsaber from inside of a rave. I think you can't that's. Bring it uh, I think it ties into like like the weapon rules at like conventions. Especially, like, I know I've been to raves where you can't, you couldn't bring lightsabers in. I mean, like, obviously it's not, like, a weapon weapon, but it was, like, big. It was heavy. It was made of metal. So, you you couldn't bring it in. But, like you, like you said, the ones that are sold inside yeah. the rave, those are, like, cheap, like, plastic ones. So, I guess those... I guess they're uh, lighter, those were too. More so, then, if, like, someone accidentally got hit, it wouldn't hurt as much as right yeah like in theory oh don't get me wrong somebody gets you with a clean shot to the temple those oh yeah oh yeah for sure but yeah no i i I can kind of see that now so jumping back since we've been kind of coattailing and skirting around this let's talk about lines a little bit anybody have any tips and tricks for our listeners for just how to survive that long as fuck line because the one i will always say if you get in there early you're gambling because starting early and lining up for a rave early yeah is a lot yeah no i agree because there's so much that you can do at a convention and then so lining up early depending on like the rave can be like a huge time thing especially because like when you start lining up early for a rave that's kind of around like dinner time so there's other yeah. stuff you might want to be doing at that time oh yeah 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 another thing too like lining up for a rave i mean if you're a hardcore like festival goer or whatever like you know you 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 might be kind of used to that or if you just like really just want to experience the rave from like start to finish more power to you i mean you you can absolutely line up one of the tips and tricks that i found that i discovered for myself is usually just waiting until maybe you know one or two hours after the rave started. In my experience, I guess. In my experience, especially when they hire, like, different talents. Like, different different sources of talent. Like, local and uh, international or whatever mixed together. 
they like to put you know the less experienced artists up front you know as as like the opener for the big big artists so unless you're you know unless you just you know you you want to come out to support like the smaller like small time artists or you know them or something like that usually sometimes it's best to wait a little bit that's just my opinion that's that's from that's from like a rave goer perspective but you know as as a as a dj <laughs> that's different though like i i'm always uh, i'm i'm always in support of like every every artist out there like i if i could i would go and see everybody like you know perform i would say waiting it out isn't not the worst idea especially cuz you know like when you're just starting out at the rave the line can be like miles long it it a good example would be uh, asen the the line for the soap bubble rave which is you know saturday prime time that's around dinner time you know you, you people start lighting up like before dinner time and everything the line goes all the way out the door outside around the building it's nuts i mean i mean good for you if you if you want to wait it out like more power to you like i said but holy shit yeah good luck shit see all right my tip is even if you want to start earlier, start late, pack light. Absolutely. Yeah. Fanny pack at most. At most. Pack light, have a snack on you, something that's going to give you at least a little bit more juice. I always say, and people call me crazy for this, but always keep an orange on you. Oh, no, oranges are fine. Sounds a little crazy, but yeah, it's packed with vitamin C. You're going to get liquid in you, which you are going to need. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So keep a couple oranges, hella mandarin if you really are going mm-hmm. small. Couple bottles of water of your own, and I'll get to my most fucked up tale of why I prefer keeping my own water bottles versus anybody else's. And it, well, the worst story from that isn't even from the time I got doused with acid with that shit. Well, so, I mean, other standard line tips is like you're there to be social and make friends, so it's like you can talk with the other people in line while you're waiting. Uh, you can. You know, you, you can play standard games that, like, you can do while you're in line. Worst comes to worst, if you can somehow pack, like, a 3DS on you, you have that option. But, like... Oh, yeah, those passes are going to be swinging. Yeah, like, street passes are big at anime conventions. We haven't talked about gaming at, too much at Kanja, but street passing was huge. <laughs> street passing is still huge. Oh, 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 another thing I'd like to add. Wear comfortable shoes. Yes, please. Yes. No, not... Not just that, not just that. Wear two yep. layers of socks. Sounds crazy, but holy shit, that second layer comes oh, yeah. in handy. No, it totally is. That's the comfort and it keeps all the sweat in, too. Yeah, no, it's totally yep. useful. Oh, yep. speaking of sweat, wear deodorant. Yeah, oh god, no Please. one likes a stink, stinky rave room. Oh god. No one no one wants con Sunday. Nobody no wants con Sunday. No one wants con, con Sunday. Sunday a day early. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also, Kyle, since you are kind of new into this, do you know what con Sunday is? I... Uh, I hesitate to ask. What is it? So, it's something that I've been saying for years. Con Sunday is that smell. Oh, the gamer room has just been opened. No, say no more. I am very, very familiar. Yep. Oh, my God. Yup. Just that last walk <sighs> of gamer room, rave, <clears throat> fuck, like, fursuit, and cosplay funk F. that just wafts in a F hotel in on the Sunday. Chat. Deep Fs in but, the chat. Yeah, I- so, I, say, I do agree. Yeah. 
please shower in deodorant. I, I also agree with wearing comfortable shoes as someone who's worn heels to a rave. Not the smartest idea, but I have Yeah, nope. That. Also, best advice I'll ever give, don't, if you can avoid it, try not to wear a wig at a rave. I've done that too. That, well, that part wasn't as bad, actually, but yeah, it can be uh, complicated if it goes too far. Sure. Yeah, bottom line, dress comfortably. Reason I say don't wear a wig at a rave, wig caps will cut circulation once you're dancing. Stay hydrated. Yeah, hydration is very important. Oh, yeah. So, guys, we've entered my my second favorite part of this entire episode. It's time for Tales from the Anime Con. Oh. Who's ready for this Thunderdome? Let's go. Alright, so we got three layers. The good, the bad, and the fucked up. Which one shall we go with first? I think, hmm. I think our guest should choose. Oh. Yep. Give us choice, my dude. Let's see. Uh, let's let let let's start backwards here. Let's go fucked up. Let's let's go fucked up stories. Uh, I I guess I'll start. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to recall some of the more fucked up ones I've seen at a rave. We're we're talking at a rave, right? Just like at raves. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I know there's been people like you know having sex on the dance floor. That's that's always a that's always a fun thing to see. Uh, at one point somebody like peed on the dance floor i mean on to the side like okay sure but like still why <laughs> there is a perfectly good bathroom okay. outside the door okay first things first at least they peed on the side That's yeah at, le- at, at least, least at least they peed on the side That's silver like lining. in the middle of the room yeah like, like like right dead center of the dance floor i mean like but still like what yeah. the fuck and certainly there's, you know, there's all sorts of people, you know, groping other people and stuff like that. That's not cool, man. Don't do that. Um, there, that's yeah. that's always one of the biggest things. Like, people, like, inappropriately touching, grinding up on somebody else. No, that's 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 not cool. Don't do that. Yep. That's my fucked up and bad kind of rolled into one, so. I mean, right. I've had people grind up on cool. me when I was wearing the Dead Metal 5 helmet. That's probably, like... The worst thing, seeing people give drugs to minors is probably, like, the other thing. But yeah. Yeah. Th- those are probably like, the two biggest fucked up things I've seen. Things that are bad that kind of annoy me are, like, bad transitions. Like, you can try to overlook them, but you can only do it for so long before it starts being... Yeah, if, they keep, really if the DJ keeps fucking up, it's just, no. I mean, one or two bad transitions, maybe, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe you're yeah, enjoying yeah, yourself, yeah. you accidentally hit a button or something like that. But right. if you keep it doing it over and over, that's just oh man. Yeah, that kills the vibe, song, man. man. Let me tell you. And, and, and then, and a bad smelling rave is always like a huge mood killer because a, a bad smelling like, rave it, okay. almost instantaneously. Like I walk in, I if I smell bad rave, I basically just turn around. I'm like, I, God I no. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would leave the premises immediately and go back to the safety of your alcohol in your hotel room. Yep. All right, I got my fucked up stories, and I'll roll my bad and my fucked up into one too. Let's see. There was the time I said before where someone dropped acid into a water bottle, heated it up, and made it seem like it was fine. I was a minor at the time, so that's step one. Uh, number two, someone puked in the dead center of the dance floor oh, once. Oh. And nobody noticed. Oh, that's... Oh. Like, I actively, I actively saw this happen, and I tried to tell the security they were trying to figure out what the fuck I was talking about. And when I went back, nobody noticed, so they're just still dancing in a <laughs> fucking puddle. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, and ew. what made it worse 
was somebody had like a fur cloak. Oh no. And it was just dragging oh. in this, and I'm watching it's like, oh no. that sucks. Cause that's that's pricey. Oof. Oh, F in yeah. the chat. So the other one, speaking of drugs and drugs on the dance floor, somebody tried to spike an entire like water area, the, co- the water cooler. What the fuck? Someone tried to spike the cooler. They had to shut that oh down God. real quick. Uh, let's see. There was another one. Uh, groping aside, I don't have that many groping stories. There was a recent one that happened where I wasn't even really cosplaying. I was just dressed like I normally am. And this chick jumps on my back, spider monkey style, and shoves her hands in my pants. And that was, at the time, I just sat there like, this is weird. The fuck just happened? And then she realized that I was not the person she was looking for and ran away. If you've never tried to scrub yourself with bleach, don't, it's not an experience you want. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, the biggest one that I'll have to point out, since we brought up sex on the dance floor, and this one I laughed at because, so I I have to give credit where credit is due. These two were adamant on getting it on. (laughs) It was two guys, they they were trying to fuck on the dance floor, they got kicked out from over there. They went to the corner of the rave, they tried doing it again, they got kicked out from over there. They tried going backstage, got kicked out from over there. Then they were found underneath the stairwell. Got kicked out from over there. What the fuck? They eventually got arrested while trying to fuck, what the fuck? in the forest. And I'm I'm literally watching at least four of these unfold. And I found out the other part the next day. Like, they were hellbent on something. Okay. I mean, that's a good... I don't know. I, I don't want to say good for them, but, but like, there, there's a time and place. Sure that was true in the wise them. words of yeah. Professor Oak, Professor Samuel Oak, there is a time and place for everything. Oh, and I hate it, Chief. Oof. So, yeah, that was the biggest oof I've seen. Since we got through those, let's actually try and clean this up with oh, the good cleanser. Stories. Let's go. Oh, yes. Let me get my liquor. Drinking time. Oh, it's been drinking time. Jack started drinking before we started recording. Two hours before we started recording, I drank a metric shit ton of whiskey. Now I'm on rum. And vodka. Oof. All right. I'm going to have hallucinations later. Probably. Fantastic. So, Kyle, you started us off, so you get to send Ooh, us home. Ooh, okay, okay. Good, good stories. Uh, oh, my gosh. There's so many. Um, well, uh, okay, how about this? I'll, I'll do... I'll, I'll do maybe one or two as a DJ and one or two as, you know, uh, like a like a rave goer. Okay, so let's see. I wouldn't ask you right away. Let's see. As a DJ, um oh goodness. Like there's been there's been so many times like I've just really, really enjoyed playing well I I I, I take that back. Every t- it's every time I, I I play for a convention, it's it's always been such a good time. It's always been such a good experience. It, it always makes me want to go back for more. And play another another gig at another convention, etc. But like, oh, one of the highlights of my uh, of my DJ career is getting people to lose their collective shit at the SpongeBob opening remix that I dropped back in 2016. <laughs> that was that was a good time. That getting getting all, like hundreds of people at the same time to sing SpongeBob is. It, it it gives you a feeling of power, man. Like getting giving you that. <laughs> like I'm I am literally making these people dance and sing at my whim. That is that is that is a feeling of power 
that I will gladly, gladly accept and thank the higher powers for. But yeah, um, that's one of the big highlights. Oh, one of the other big highlights of being a DJ. Yeah, just, just getting to see all those people's faces, everybody smiling, everybody having a good time. And, you know, you, you, you start, like, getting them hype in, in the mic and, and, like, everybody's just losing their shit. And having, like, having go-go dancers. Let me tell to you a thing. Having go-go dancers on your stage, dancing for you to the music that you play, that's, uh, that's... That's that's a sensation. That is a that is something I very very highly recommend. If you can get into DJing at conventions, mm, ten out of ten. And as a as a as a regular rave goer though, oh boy, getting getting to hear like per- other performers, getting getting to hear uh, DJs play like remixes or straight up, basically like getting to hear the music that you get to know and love on like a daily basis or whatever outside of a convention and then hearing that inside a rave as a remix or like as as like a straight up um drop or whatever getting to hear that and you getting dancing to it like there's like thousands of people like so many lights and shit fun so much fun highly recommend if you can at least go to one anime convention rave in your life highly suggested all right so I do agree that the best thing that you can do is go to hear like hear like one of your favorite DJs play. Like hearing Teddy Lloyd play was pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and watching the Shamrai Shampoo group do their thing was also really cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm still jealous of that. You were there, way. or were you off running something? No, I was outside. Remember, we we made oh, we yeah, played rock paper scissors. scissors. You right, you right. The person right, that lost. Play. Yeah, the person that lost got to go in to see the show. And the other yeah. person had to watch the booth. And your ass won two out of three and went in there as soon as they went and dropped my favorite song. And I fucking hate you for it. Rip. Oh. I mean, I, I also love that song just as much oh. as you do. Other good things that I would like to mention is if you're just like a random person going to the rave and then you actually get pulled up to dance on stage, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie because that's happened to me a couple times. And it's, it is oh, fun been to there, yep. stage. And then the other fun thing that I think is really fun that we haven't talked about is the dance circles that form that people like to do oh yes those always oh, yes absolutely oh man yeah no, those dance circles like those are shit. one of the like staples of rave culture that we haven't talked about yet is basically a giant circle forms and then everyone like takes a turn going into the center dancing and makes you feel like a star man it's, it's, it's great yeah you feel like a star for like 30 yeah. seconds it's oh, nice don't even get me oh, started about God. the lines I think those are yeah, still a no, thing, the and those were fun as hell. lines that happen are great, so I think it's really fun. Band of the Bold lines for no fucking reason. Just shit like that. But, oh man. Okay. I have one positive that encompasses everything that I love about race, period. And all the stuff that we've talked about, there's good, there's bad, but this one thing just makes me go back to raise every single time just to try and experience it one more time. It's that weird emotion switch where let's say you've had a horrible day. Let's say you've gone through some bad shit going up to the convention. Let's say you've just needed to get all this stress and you've been holding on to it the entire con. And then out of nowhere, 
light the lights for some reason are hitting just right the music is hitting mood that you need it and it just oh it's yeah. almost therapy oh yeah that is the mood that i like it's once that very specific moment hits mm-hmm. that is just clarity and i'll quote dj yoda to the day i die on this one a rave is almost like a church Absolutely. for a bunch of weaves so every time i go to a rave i'm looking for oh, yeah. that very single moment and if it doesn't happen then uh, it's disappointing but i'm always looking for the next hit of that yep keeps you coming back man especially if you're standing right in front of those subwoofers yep. and that drop hits and you go oh absolute 10 out of 10 i mean shoot your eardrums will bleed for the next couple of days but it's worth it shit yeah oh hey yep. worth it oh man see now that was a fucking good palate cleanser i don't care what anyone says Let's go to the final parts of our little alcoholic rampage. Let's talk about cleanup. Cleanup is something that a lot of Congors don't experience because they're there for the party and then they leave. But on the DJ side, I'm pretty sure you get to see the carnage and destruction afterwards. (laughs) And you get to see like the dead-eyed staffers just come in like this some bullshit oh yeah oh yeah been there done that oh so tell us my dude tell us a tale all right so i've been to some where fortunately they end you know as, as decent of a time as they can end but yeah i've been to somewhere you can where the cleanup isn't as bad Everybody's pretty, you know, generally respectful. They, they they throw their litter in the in the proper receptacles. There's not that much to clean up. Generally, in the, on, on the DJ side, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, packing away your gear or whatever you brought up to the stage. Maybe helping out, you know, take the tables down or, you know, take some lights down. Uh, and that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, as far as cleaning up the room itself, like, hotel staff, especially if they're, you know, if it's at like a big convention, hotel staff are usually there. They help clean up. You know, it's they're generally very helpful. But as far as like, like cleaning up, cleaning up, a lot of it is mostly self-working. Before we before we set up for the rave, we you know we we usually use like tech that was already put there for like a previous event, and then you know we just leave it as is for the next event that goes on, which is normally like I don't know like a panel the next day or whatever. So it's just us disconnecting our stuff, putting it off to the side, picking it up the the next day. Or if you or if your gear is small enough, you know, you can pack it in a bag, haul it back up to your room, and it's not that bad. Usually you'll have maybe an assistant there with you. Uh, I like to have an assistant with me when when I do that. But yeah, it's it's fairly fairly okay, thank God. But there are, there are some instances where, you know, shit might hit the fan. You know, it's there's somebody might puke on the floor. There's you know, there's some unknown substances that are you know laying about. You know that takes a little bit more time, unfortunately. But you know for the most part, it's thankfully not you know not not too crazy. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say cleanup is miraculously knock on wood miraculously straightforward. Yeah. For for raves, yeah. On my side, I've been on the staff side where. There was just a typhoon went through this place. I've seen I've seen the puke on the floor. I've seen the piss on the floor. I've had to 
gently nudge somebody with a broom handle awake to let them know, like, hey, you can't sleep here. Hey, hey, are you dead, friend? You can go back to your room. It's... You can go back to your room now. Right? The beats are gone. You'll have to go home, but you can't stay here. But it's shit like that where I have to go... Yeah, the clean outside. Yeah. And every time I see it, I have to go. Please, if you go to a rave, try and not be a filthy animal. There are people. Yeah. That really, really hate you for doing it. Yeah. It's bad. Oh yeah. No, that's fair. I, I'm pretty much the one on this entire podcast where. I have to try and stay as long as possible just to make sure I get a valid opinion of a rave itself. And I used to do this when I was a kid, so I've been, uh, I've, I've been, I've been there start to finish for a lot of them. I try, I try so hard, but holy hell, <laughs> these old bones ain't yeah, what they I used to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a truth. that's a whole mood, man. F- yep. chat. I feel like quoting Chowder. I'm old. <laughs> That's a you know. oh, but that's the one thing I love about Raves. It brings back Rockley's Fountain of Youth. Technically, mm-hmm. it's my new guy. You know what? Fuck it. Both of them do it. Someone... Yep. Seriously, Absolutely. are they fucking related or not? That's just been bugging me for years. Anyway. So we're getting close to the end of our time, fellas. Let's hit this up with some inspiration. What would you try and leave off as words of advice for the next generation when it comes to this type of stuff? For like the next generation of ravers, oh, slash DJs. Boy, let me tell you, yeah, slash DJs. Mm-hmm. Next generation of okay, we'll start. We'll start with ravers. Um, but like, let me tell you, the first time, the very first time I got onto that dance floor and experienced a rave for myself and never looked back. Oh my goodness, let me tell you, at least try it once. I mean, it's 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 different for a lot of people. Sometimes you know you can't go in because you know sensitive ears or you might have you know like light sensitivity or stuff like that but at least if you can at the very least try an experience try a rave experience once and i don't mean you know like go crazy go have drugs or whatever no 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 no. i mean go in just have fun be yourself dance and just forget everything for a minute yep i promise you that's 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 gonna be one of the like one of the highlights of your life, like it'll 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 change you. It, it that shit changes you forever, as a as a like a person who just goes to raves, but as a DJ, as a DJ, let me tell you, if you are getting into DJing for conventions, one for the love of God, please read the room. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, support your fellow artists. Always, always show that support as much as you can for your fellow artists. Be respectful. Just have fun. And three, well, like I, I said it already, but like have fun, be yourself, and enjoy, enjoy yourself. If you if if the crowd sees you having a bad time, they're gonna have a bad time. But if you have a good time up there, you play your heart and soul out for them. They're gonna have a great time. You're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be a great highlight of your life, and it's you'll 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 I promise you, it's it's something you're gonna hold forever for yourself just for you that feeling it's gonna be just for you it's gonna be so great absolutely life-changing highly recommended all right amen shit yeah pretty straight to the point yep all right my advice kyle already took my favorite one read the fucking room and this goes on both sides 
be respectful to each other, try your hardest to look for that moment that I described earlier. That one specific moment where everything just clicks. You forget everything around you. You're in your own space and you're just feeling. And that's it. Sometimes it's... Just have fun, man. Sometimes it's a little bit too much. You might cry. You might have too much fun. You might slip on a banana peel. You don't fucking know, but at least have fun doing it. Make some friends along the way. Don't be shy around people. And if you're in the middle of a dance circle, dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to be parroting a bunch of stuff. So reading the room is very important, even as a con-goer, not just a DJ, because if something is obviously happening on the dance floor, you want to be aware of what's going on. Uh, at least try the dance circle at least once, is what I'm going to tell you. Or at least try and participate in like a oh, giant absolutely. line, uh, like conga line or something. Like Try and get out and just go silly while you're in there. But I agree with Jax. If, once you're in the circle, just dance like no one's watching. Just enjoy yourself, because that's what you're there to do. You might want to just maybe try getting like some of like the rave lights or masks that may or may not be up your alley, but that but trying like one of them like like uh like light sticks because people go like crazy making all the circles or making like helmets that's up your ad I say go for it because like a lot of people like to express themselves that way and there's nothing wrong with that. Also, one advice that I will always try and say to future DJs don't be ashamed to go retro. Nope, there's no shame in it. Oh, absolutely. No, there's nothing really throwbacks, throwbacks always appreciate. Oh yeah, and no one will ever shame you for playing the Pokemon theme song ever. Nobody. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Like that's like probably like the biggest golden ticket that you can have. <laughs> I had another SpongeBob. Absolutely. Apparently, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, SpongeBob. People go crazy for that. Like nineties anime openings, you can or slash early two thousands openings, like you will get the crowd going with that shit. I'm not even kidding. Oh yeah. No matter how far the throwback is, I'm sure there's going to be at least somebody in the crowd who recognizes it, and they'll go crazy for it. Fuck, good example. Alright, Kyle, you didn't spin it, but in your background for New Year's Eve, you decided to drop Cyber 6 and I will shat myself. For what? For, for what? your New Year's Eve stream, you did... Yeah, New for the animation oh. that you were playing in the background, Cyber 6 popped up, and I'm like, if this motherfucker don't drop that opening... Cyber 6? Oh, goodness. Now, that's a classic for me. Wow... Wow. Like, man. Nobody fucking registers that shit. And I sat there, I'm like, I read this in French. This the good shit. Hold up. <laughs> this man. I hate reading in French. Oh. Hmm? One more thing. One more thing as an advice to anybody, not just a, like, as rave goers and DJs alike, as an advice to everybody shower. And wear deodorant for the we love of say God. We to the hilltops. Repeat yourself. God damn. Every time, just just please take a shower. Please. Hygiene. It ain't hard. Soap please and water, use my deodorant. friend. Yeah. Yes, please use deodorant. Axe is once again not a shower. Oh, absolutely not. Does anybody remember at the old gamer rooms where people actually used to wander in with like bottles of Axe and just spray people down? Oh, I would, without hesitation. I would walk into a, to a gamer room with two bottles of Febreze at the ready and just... Oh, you were nicer than I was. I carried Lysol. <laughs> uh, you just go in there, Matrix, and you just start like shooting it in slow motion. like everywhere. Yeah, Febreze akimbo, and just like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Just duct tape some fucking cans and axe to somebody and just wait. But, man. Yeah, honestly. Oh, God, those are good times. Alright, guys. I want to say we've hit the end of our time. So, Kyle, seriously, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for coming Absolutely. On. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, oh, uh, shameless plug. Please go check out and follow my SoundCloud and MixCloud. I am RiceMage, R-I-C-E-M-A-G-E. Check out my SoundCloud, my MixCloud. Um, I also have stuff on YouTube as Infinite Lemon Arts. But yeah, yeah. hope you guys check oh, it out. Hope you guys like it. At the bottom of the episode. Yeah, idea. no, we'll include that. Do you have like Appreciate a it, thank you. email or anything else you want to plug? Uh, I I can I can um a Twitter Twitter. No, I don't I don't really have stuff on my Twitter, but Instagram, uh, most whatever. of my <laughs> no, I get mo- most of my stuff. Most of my DJ stuff is on uh, Mixcloud and SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, under Rice Mage, it should be the same Rice Mage. Yeah, yeah. Um, on YouTube, it's Infinite Lemon Arts, which is also my Instagram. But yeah, um, I will be linking the, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give the link to the hosts for that as well. And as always, you guys know how to find us. If you want to support us, if you want to hit us up, we have a coffee. We have a Patreon and nobody pays that to. Don't worry about that. But we also (laughs) have an Instagram that we need to update. That we do. Uh, we're on Twitter, Conventional Crew without the E. Our emails conventional the podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to talk about an episode, if you want to hit us up, we also have a Discord. We also take any advice that you guys give us, one way, shape, or form. However, so long as it's not rude, bad, or crass. If it is, we'll hit you with cabbages. We we still want and need feedback, so it is appreciated if you do have it. Always. And of course, if you have any suggestions for our show, hit us up wherever. We'll have the links in the docket. You can listen to us almost everywhere except Pandora. Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Yes. Uh, and also, if you want to support us on Patreon, you will slowly get us to the Gambit episode that we have talked about many, many times about the Chris yes. Brown of the Midwest Convention scene. Yes. Every donation, once we hit our goal, we shall release that episode. And once that episode is released, we will have our lawyers at the ready because it will happen. So... With that being said, as we have come to the end of our time, this is Jax. This is Cloud. And Kyle, sign us out. All right. Thank you for having us in your ears. Bye. Signing out. Peace. Peace.